MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back, everybody. The wild card weekend is over. There's a reason why they call it the wild card weekend. Wild card round. Definitely a lot of wild cards in terms of upsets. Some play. Specifically Josh Allen. Uh, Just a lot. A lot to go over here today on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. So let me introduce the crew. Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, of course. George Kurtz. And they brought you the games live, too, this weekend on Saturday. So let's get right into it. Tess, how was your weekend? I know uh, you won some, some money. That's good. Yeah, but none of that. None of that matters. The only thing that matters is the Patriots are over. Yeah. Oh, that was the nice. The dynasty is done. That was a relief. Bill Belichick and his boy, Tom Brady, are going to be with the Giants next year. Mm, okay. Wait. No. <laughs> not Belichick and Brady. I'll take Belichick. Yeah, well, I think they're both going to come. It's going to be a party deal. <sighs> I don't think so. I don't know. George, what do you think about that? You like I think that? Jim's kidding, first of all. <laughs> all right. Uh, they obviously Jim don't want to be together. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing. Yeah. They don't, uh, if Brady's leaving New England, he doesn't want to be with Belichick. That's right. what it's saying there. Uh, people have been people are on one side or the other of this. That's what's going to drive me insane with this whole offseason. This is all we're going to hear about now. What's Brady doing? Everything that happens to the Patriots, everything. Oh, they brought this guy in. Will he work well with Brady? Does Brady like that move? No, he's going. To, he's going to Los Angeles. No, he's going to this team. No, he's going to that team. 
That's what this whole offseason is going to be. Sounds fun now. Talk to me about February 18th. I'm going to want to rip whatever's left of my hair out of my head. Right. Because we're going to be talking about the same things. (laughs) Good. I like that one. That was good. So it's going to be the same stuff we're going to talk about. And I think one of the best questions is, and there's no real answer to this question, but me and my friend had this, argued about this for about two or three hours on Saturday while we were watching the games. Who is more important? Who is the reason why the New England Patriots franchise has six Super Bowl wins? Why they've been so great? Is it Belichick or is it Brady? And I, oh, he's a Belichick. I, exactly. I was on the Belichick Without side. Doubt, I said Belichick. 65-35. Belichick oh, to Brady. bigger than that. Maybe. It's still a team sport. I'm not saying Tom Brady hasn't been great through all this. He absolutely has. But we've seen plenty of great quarterbacks not be able to win the big game. A ton. Bill is the guy who gets the entire team ready for the big games. Not Brady. It's definitely, it's all on Bill. And I would say it's closer to like 80-20. Yeah, well, yeah, that's high. Uh, I gave the kid the benefit of the doubt, and I said 65-35, but I think it's Belichick. I mean... Listen, there was a reason why Brady got drafted in the last, as the last pick. He obviously doesn't have the immense talent that a lot of these other guys have, like Breeze and the guys that run and all that. You know, he doesn't have a cannon or anything. He's just a good quarterback. He executed well. He's smart. He bought into the Belichick regime, and it bolstered up his career, I think. Now, he's, this kid was saying that it's Brady. You know, Brady bolsters Belichick, but I don't think so because... I think he basically is saying coaching isn't as, as important. It's having a great quarterback. But Rodgers has one Super Bowl with, under McCarthy. One. If it's a different coach. I mean, if Belichick's coaching the Packers those years, they probably have two or three Super Bowls. I mean, look at Mike Tomlin. He brings a horrible team with a third-string quarterback to 8-8. Eight and eight. Look at John Gruden. Brings the Raiders, who have no personnel, no talent. It makes them almost a, a, a playoff team. Okay. I think coaching means the most out of any sport. And I think it'll boost a team to possibly, you know, either bad to middle of the road or middle of the road to good to maybe great, depending on who you have. I mean, Drew Brees only has one Super Bowl. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. So I think it's not really an argument. But the problem is you'll never really know because now Brady, even if he goes to another team, George, you know, he's too old at this point to make any judgment. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Brady really does want to go. All right, there's, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, if you follow him, he sold his house. We know, uh, I mean, I live in the Northeast, so I can feel fine saying it. You would think he'd like, rather go to a, another climate. He can't enjoy living in uh, the North, up here. He just can't all year round. It's too mm-hmm. damn cold. He can't do what he wants to do. Spend the money the way he wants to spend it. Uh, so I would think that there's something to that as well. He, I just think he's too old at this point to say, oh, I want to prove I can win someplace else. Listen, 42, 43, it may not matter. Yeah, you, know, you may not have skills left to do that anymore, but maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting, but I think I, I think he wouldn't mind. I think if this is mid thirties, he's definitely gone. Definitely going to want to prove he can win someplace else. At this point, though, we've seen it before. I mean, Jim and I rolled enough. Joe Montana and several other works. Troy, Troy Aikman almost played with Minnesota mm-hmm. uh, back in the nineties. So we've seen over and over again where quarterbacks do leave. I hope he doesn't. I do like the idea of one player staying in one place. But it wouldn't shock me, but if we want to put odds on that, I still give that about 70-30 he stays in New England. Oh, so you think? Okay. I mean, I think that there's a better chance Belichick is locked in uh, and Brady goes. Uh, I, would, I would agree. 
Look, they're, they're, you know, Brady right now is saying, you know what? I, for years, I gave you that hometown discount. Well, I'm not giving you that hometown discount now. I want top dollar. And you got to say, look, Bill Belichick is all about the game. He knows the game. He knows the business of the game. Mm-hmm. And he's going to look at those dollar amounts and say, well, you know what? You haven't been living up to that kind of dollar amounts anymore. You're not that quarterback you were even three years ago. You've uh, you've really trailed off the last couple of years, even though they won the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because of Brady and his arm. It was because it's of everything Belichick. else they did. Um, yeah, so I... You know, at this point, I can't see New England paying him top dollar at this point after the year he just had. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see it either. I mean, listen, I'm not going to discredit his season. Still had a very good season. No, uh, he didn't. I mean, the team not had a, a great, good season. Not a great completion. Brady did not have a good season. 24 touchdowns, 8 picks isn't bad. It's not him. No, it's not Brady. It's not like. Brady. But then again, I mean, you know. I know Brady has had some monster years. Brady was he was fine. He wasn't he wasn't bad. He wasn't good. He was fine. Maybe a tick above average at best. He's not the same player anymore. That's right. what it comes he's down. not the guy that can put the team on his back anymore and win no. the game. He didn't have the weapons around him. Right. And they tried. That's the other thing. Out. He didn't have the weapons. They, they did try though. I mean, they spent for uh, you know top picks on it. They spent money on the position. It didn't work out. You know, but I, I think right now uh, that that may be a bigger issue. But if he wants top dollar. Then it's all up to Robert Kraft. Belichick is going to say no. Let him go. Yep. There you go right there. Fantasy football frenzy. Interesting wild card round. We'll get into the games after this. Overreaction Monday, if you will. Shout out to the Goon Squad. And don't forget, get on the grid. Sports grid. Right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I like it. Shout out to the pit boss, Brian, Alex Faisano. Faisano. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Frenzy. Wild card weekend was wild, for sure. The biggest wild card of the wild card weekend, I would say, was Josh Allen. Maybe, I think now he's my favorite quarterback in the NFL. I love it. He was absolutely out of control. <laughs> uh, but he did lead the round in uh, passing yards. He led the round in rushing yards for a quarterback. I think he was third, I believe he's third in rushing yards for the round. Uh, the thing with him is it's crazy, George. One second he'll look brilliant, you know, he'll throw absolute seeds uh, across his body from the sideline to the next, you know, tw- 20 yards downfield to the other sideline in a second, uh, on, the, on the money too. And then the next second he's just making horrible decisions. Like, the flip it's back. a freaking re- young quarterback. I know, you know I know. second year. His first postseason game, yeah, you know, stuff like that's going to happen. But, I know. You know look, I, I, I love it. I love it. That's what I'm trying to say. I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I like the way he played for, you know, 80% of that game. He played well, mm-hmm. made a couple of bad decisions at the end. Everybody's blaming the refs for the loss. And that, to me, that's the idiot freaking take on this mm-hmm. um, because you can't blame the refs when you can't stop a third and 18 or you can't trap a quarterback that you got two guys hanging on to. For a sack and you can't take him down. Well, forget even that. Forget about even that, Jim. <laughs> They're up 16 nothing at one point. That's three field goals after the initial drive, which was beautiful. Calling all these trick plays. All of a sudden, you're doing a fake end around to John Brown. He's throwing a touchdown to Josh Allen. Now you're, now you're going to be conservative? Like, they kept getting oh, more and more conservative. After you did something like that, where you put Josh Allen in harm's way for a passing touchdown. I mean, come on. What are we doing? But you know what was even worse than that, Chris? Is they get to the overtime. Oh, Houston gets the ball first, doesn't advance. They get the ball once. Now they got all the time in the world. Time doesn't matter at all. And they throw every play, right? And they don't run the ball. (laughs) Devin Singletary's been doing so much damage all day, and he's not even on the freaking field. You're putting all of all of it on Josh Allen's, you know, arm to win you the game at that point when you got a great talent in Devin Singletary, and they're not even putting him in the game. Right. To me, that, that was the biggest thing of the whole thing. That just didn't make any sense. That was bad, yeah. That was just bad play calling. I mean, you have 12 minutes in overtime. You just stopped them. All you need is a field goal to win the game. Okay? You run the ball. That's your bread and butter. 
Singletary looked great all game. Singletary had six catches for 76 yards, nine, uh, I'm sorry, 13 carries for 58 yards. Probably should have had more than that, more carries than that, at least. Uh, Allen had nine for 92, but then they're doing designs run with, designed runs with Allen uh, in, the, in overtime. At this point, these quarterbacks were exhausted. I mean, Allen was running all over the place, running to sideline to sideline, escaping tackles and doing, you know. I wouldn't do designed runs with Allen in overtime. Run with your running back. Run the ball. Stuff it down your throat. That's your bread and butter. They, I feel like McDermott, the coaching staff, kind of choked when it mattered most. Other guys choked when it mattered most. They played too conservative uh, in the middle of the game there. In the second quarter and third quarter, when they have this, do- they're dominating the game, dominating time of possession, dominating on defense. You need one more touchdown there. You can't kick three field goals and make it 16 nothing. make it 20 nothing, and that game's probably put away, George. I thought the biggest problems were uh, definitely at the end of the first half, where you, what you guys are talking about. They took the foot off the gas, whatever, right. playing flat Frank Gore. I mean, like, oh, come on. Yeah, what are we you doing? You got to win games here. I do not give forgiveness to Josh Allen for, by the way, being a young quarterback. I think that's ridiculous. Second year in the league. That throwing the ball backwards, uh, whatever he was trying to do while he was going down there, was that's Pop Warner stuff. You don't do that. Yeah. And that, that's, that's silly. There's no excuse for that. I don't care how young you are. You'd be a first year, first game. You don't do crap like that. Yeah, he didn't uh, even look. No, he, I don't know what he was thinking of. I think it was Dawson Knox. Yeah, but their game, their, play. their play didn't cost them the game. No, it didn't. Way, shape, you know, it could have. It lets you know where his mindset was. And he was amped, I think, after that run. That's, yeah, why. Was, that, that's all the more amped. reason why make him go out on the field in overtime and win you the game when you have a good running back back there. Right. You know, you, he's making stupid decisions at the end of the game. Yep. So put the running back out there. Let him do his damage that he's been doing all game. Right. And then they still had the chance to win, and they did blow that call, the refs. I mean, that was a horrible call. Blindside block. I get the, uh, I get the rule. Again, I'm but, not blaming the refs. There's yeah. too many things that Buffalo did wrong right. to blame the refs. We talk about this all year. The refs are bad in every game. Yeah, every game you saw Every single yeah. game. So get over it. The refs are going to blow calls. They do it all the time. <laughs> that was a bad time Nobody. to do it, though. That was a bad uh, time. You know what? It. It's always a bad time to do it. It doesn't matter when. If it hurts one team, it's a bad, bad time. Oh. I mean, go on and on about the refs. Like Jim said, you can go on and on about the refs. Every yeah. game, they're going to make bad calls. And once again, if you want to bring out that call, do you Saints. have any doubt that you could look the uh, other way and see the bad, the calls they either missed or called on Houston that, or, or uh, not against Buffalo that should have been called? We can go on and on with yeah. this. In that Saint game, it was definitely pass interference. Now, I, don't, I wouldn't have overturned it by replay either. Uh, that's pass interference. Yep. I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have overturned it either because it, by NFL standards, it wasn't egregious. It was, you know, a little push-off, and it happens. But mm-hmm. it was. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that it was there, but it happens every game, every play. And I don't want this to come down to where... You know, I think now we're looking for it. We're looking for the excuse now. Oh, it's the ref's fault. It probably is, but that's probably been going on forever. You know, I, I get the terrible call that's missed, but not this little itty-bitty call. I'm not, I'm not going at that, and I don't care about the blindside hit. Get through it. You should have... You had a 16 nothing lead. You should have put yes. the team away. They were playing crap. You didn't. That's the, the fact coaching, of the matter. You're right. I thought the coaching the entire weekend was horrific in quite a few games. Mainly clock management, as far as that. I said like no coach has any clue how to work clock Minnesota management. did well. It's a disaster. Minnesota was coached well. They ran the ball. They killed clock. They did everything they needed to, to do in that game, I think. I think Zimmer outcoached Peyton in that game. Like he, he his team was ready. The Breeze just play like crap. Yeah, it's interesting. Drew Brees, Drew Brees played bad. He, 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 listen, Drew Brees, 
that with any kind of quarterback like Breeze, Brady's the same way, a non-mobile quarterback, guy who's going to be in the pocket, the most important thing, pressure up the middle. Make him move his feet. Pressure up the middle. Mm-hmm. And you can get these guys over. They got pressure up the middle. The offensive line did not hold up, and Breeze was bad. Yeah. I mean, listen, Breeze had two turnovers. He had a fumble. He had an interception. He was 26 for 33, but only for 208 yards. That's not good. Um, but here's the difference in the, in the Saints-Viking game. It's clear as day. It's right there in front of you. The, the Saints ran the ball a total of 16 times, if you don't include Breeze's one, one five-yard run. So four carries for Taysom Hill, five for Latavius Murray, seven for Alvin Kamara. 16 rushes, okay? The Vikings, on the other hand, Cook ran by himself 28 times. Alexander Madison had five carries. That's 33. Amir Abdullah had a carry. That's 34. Diggs had two. That's 36. Thielen had one, and C.J. Ham had one. They ran the ball almost 40 times, triple the amount of the, of the Saints. The clock management was poor on uh, the Saints' side of the ball. You know, the Vikings played it smart. They went to their bread and butter. They grounded and pounded, and the defense played well when they needed to. Uh, the Saints should have ran the ball more. Why is Kamara only getting, what is it, seven carries? I mean, and Murray five? That's bad coaching. I'm sorry. That's, uh, you have to run the ball more than that. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get that, especially if the pass isn't working like it normally does for you. So I, I, I just don't understand. Like, that's clear as day. I think that's it. That's why the Saints got beat. Um, Tennessee, New England was a, was a, was a different story. Uh, that was tough to watch. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Jim. That's your kind of game though. Nice, low scoring defensive game. Is it, was it defensive <laughs> or was it more just bad football overall? Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know a Tennessee, bit of a, a bit of a, right. Like Tennessee did what they wanted to do. Absolutely pounded down your throat 34 times with Derrick Henry. 34 carries, Derrick Henry, 182 yards and touchdown. That's their game plan. Okay? It worked for them. I know Tannehill only threw the ball 15 times. Did not look good. But they did what they, what they were looking to do. The Patriots, I don't know what they were looking to do. I mean, they were trying everything and nothing worked. I just don't think they have the firepower anymore. That was it. You know, uh, Derrick Henry was the difference maker. The talent was on Tennessee's t- side. And it came down to that in the end. I mean, could be that New England just drafted the worst rookie wide receiver that was in the bunch. Yeah, he didn't do good either. <laughs> I mean, he dropped some big balls. You're right. All right. We'll talk more about these games. It's a wild card weekend. It was a wild one. Big upset with the, with the Vikings over the Saints. Uh, and New England out of the playoffs. We'll see. All right. Fancy football friends. Make sure you get on the grid. Be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Nice. Unless you're a bachelorette, then you can do it yourself. There you go right there. <laughs> if you're a bachelorette, you can do it yourself. Hashtag Fantasy Taz Reads. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Football Frenzy. The wild card rounds well, in the book. Well, you saw that, right? You saw the bachelorette girl win the, win the Millie Maker. Did she? Yeah, she won the Millie Maker this weekend. And as fast as everybody can oh. congratulate her, half, of, half the other people came out and said, it's fixed, it's fixed, she cheated. She colluded. She cheated with, she colluded. Her, yeah, with her bachelor boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> well, so does everybody else. I mean. Well, you know. and that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my big point on the whole thing. If I'm you fandled. think they're the only two trying to set up their teams to hit on opposite sides to give themselves a better chance, then you ain't looking close enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that rule is so... Uh, let's put it this way. You can't enforce that. How are you going to prove collusion? Like, I mean, you just can't. Because um, there's well, guys I, out there... I, I, I will say this one thing. 
In fact, first of all, it's to her detriment that she's like kind of famous. Yes. Otherwise, nobody would even care. Exactly. Um, you know, it would just have gone by and some unknown girl won it and they'd live with it. <laughs> but her being a little famous got her this recognition. But the problem is that the, the two uh, lineup setups between both of them over all 150 lineups are so diverse to each other. I mean, it's almost. I'd be really interested to see what DraftKings does with this. <laughs> That's wild. One of them took all the quarterbacks in the Saturday dra- uh, Saturday games. One of them took all the quarterbacks in the Sunday games. Smart. Diversifying the portfolio. But the problem is when you diversify too much. See, if you're making a 300 lineups, though, that's different. I guess you have 300 lineups, you can diversify a lot because you have so many lineups. But for the average person that's playing five lineups, which you probably shouldn't be doing in a, you know, a GPP, uh, but you, you know, you're basically, you, you don't, almost don't want to diversify too much because you might be hurting yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to explain. Like, you really want to go with the guys you think are going to go off because then if they do, one of your lineups might have a chance if you just diversify a little bit. But when you're making 300, I guess you can diversify a lot. But there's tons of people out there making, you know, 1,200 lineups, uh, 1,500 lineups, you know, at different accounts. You'll never know. You can't find it out just the way it is. So um, there you go right there. And, of course, in other news, Mike McCarthy sleeps over Jerry Jones's house. What's that about? This was a Why George are people sleeping move. over his house? This was a George Steinbrenner movie. He's an adult. They're 50 years old, these guys. Six years old. They do check the... Uh, the oh, news. hey, they you were braiding each other's hair. They were having <laughs> pillow fights. You know, prank calling <laughs> other coaches. You know, they were doing all kinds of fun stuff like that. But it, it, if this isn't a Steinbrenner move by Jerry Jones, I don't know what is. Yeah. Because this is the Monday after Wild Card Weekend, after all those games, and everybody's talking about Dallas. Of course. As Jerry Jones loves it. Right, George? What were you saying, Judge? Uh, well, it's not a Steinbrenner move. Stein, when Steinbrenner moves, he did that purely to get the uh, cow, uh, the Yankees on the back pages all the time, especially over anything the Mets might do. Well, that's Jones exactly what this that. is. That's Jones doesn't care about that. Uh, not a, oh, yes, not he does. Because, <laughs> no, he, Dallas is always on the news yeah. no matter what. It doesn't matter what Jones does. Uh, yeah, come on now. No, <laughs> we've been. Cowboys, everyone's been talking yeah, about Cowboys he had them talking about them all weekend. My God, because... can I finish a sentence? No, not if you're <laughs> not going to make sense. <laughs> wait, wait, Cowboys wait. been in the news every day. Every day they've been in the news. He did not have to have Mike McCarthy sleep over to make more news. And it also makes sense. Listen, there are three other teams involved in the coaching hunt. So to say that he's well, doing I'm not it saying to get, having uh, him sleep over is what he did. <laughs> the fact that he anything, signed him uh, now. First. <laughs> well, uh, so I we mean. Wait. And, and what have the Carolina uh, Carolina Panthers sign him tomorrow? Oh, let me wait. They'll take him to the playoffs. That's idiotic. That make yeah, sense. he just got rid of Garrett. So, right, that makes now's sense. the time. Now you have to sign him. What <laughs> if the uh, Giants uh, sign, uh, you know, Matt Rule tomorrow? Are the Giants trying to get headlines? No, no they're, they're signing that guy before they're the not Panthers smart do, enough to do Browns stuff like did. that. Yeah, they better sign Matt Rule quick before Carolina does. But I, I will say Matt this: Rule doesn't you know, go as if he's up. If he's uh is if he wants it ready, uh, he won't wants Gettleman gone. I think that'd be the only way that if Rule wants his own guy and he doesn't want to deal with Gettleman. I mean, uh, I think Rule's going to the Giants. McDaniel's he he'd have a shot as well, but he's going to want the same thing. He's going to, he might want his own guy in there. That's fine. I think that's what's interesting about Get. Yeah, but I don't. Well, the Giants do that now. They've told him they'll be back. Do they? Will they give either a coordinator 
you know, or a college coach, that kind of power to get their own guy, sort of what the Jets did with Gase. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know if the Giants will do that. Well, I'll say this. Uh, yes. Please, New York Giants, if Matt Rule asks for his own GM, give it to him. Okay? Uh, Gettleman, sayonara. All right? I don't need you. I'd rather have Rule at this point. Um, so change the culture if you have to. I don't care. Sure. Say well, yes. Will it really Giants. matter if they only give him two years to do a job and then they turn around and fire him too? Well, they, they shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gettleman was a bad hire. Shermer was a bad hire. Uh, they just didn't see it at the time, you know. Uh, and now Shermer's gone. Gettleman won't be too far, you know, past that. I mean, he'll be gone eventually. Uh, and I think, why, why not now? Uh, do it. Go for it. We haven't been good in years. I mean, we've been horrible, in fact. So uh, let's move on. Uh, Mike McCarthy, I just don't get why he's sleeping over Jerry Jones's house. He's an adult. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? You know, sleeping he was over held captive. It's just weird. Uh, the, re- it's not the reason why Jerry wasn't letting him go, and they want, I guess they <laughs> wanted to make wasn't. sure Garrett, Garrett was fired the next day. Yeah. That's really what it was. Uh, they didn't, and he doesn't want McCarthy to go. I guess they didn't want to hire McCarthy on Saturday before. They, they fired. Dallas, Dallas screwed this up by not firing Garrett earlier on Monday. Right. Last Monday, Garrett should have been fired. It's, or, or, just, or just announced that we're not, you don't even have to fire him. We're not going to pick up his contract. Yeah. You know, that's all he had to say. He, uh, we're going to part, whatever, whatever PR crap you want to put it. We're going to part our separate ways. Da, 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 da. That was the PR play out. right there by Jerry Jones. That was him yeah, trying he, to do it when he held Garrett for too long because we kept talking about it. And he likes that. They want, he wanted to have the best of both worlds. I think, he's, I think he really did want Garrett to be in the organization somewhere. Yeah. You know, whatever, I don't know, front office job that's blah, blah. You have no power anyway because Jerry's the GM. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably what he wanted. And Garrett's like, well, what am I going to do here? You know, sit here in a suit all day and not make any decisions, you know, which is what it would have been because Jerry makes all those decisions. Right. So that's really what it was. And he, uh, they didn't want McCarthy to go here. And McCarthy seems to be everyone's second choice. So it's kind of funny how Dallas said, hey, you know what? If he's a uh, second of everybody, we'll just make him our number one. <laughs> <laughs> right, everyone wants Matt Rule. Everyone wants uh, McDaniel's. McDaniel's. So let's t- let's take uh, McCarthy. We don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I mean, as as, as do you I, I like it? it on, do you like it? I think I think I said it on this show last week. I'm, I might have been with Gabe. I'm not positive, but you know what's been the Cowboys? What we have complained about the Cowboy offense now for a couple of years? A little better this year. It was not creative, stale. Right. Well, isn't this what McCarthy? What his knock was with Green Bay? Yep. And he didn't uh-huh. know how to, you know. <laughs> and now you're going back to it. But I, uh, I, I said this yesterday on a different show. As soon as you heard that Jerry Jones, I said he didn't said he didn't, he he was telling the truth. He said it what two weeks ago. He didn't want college coaches. You know, he want, he wanted to deal with a uh, someone with NFL experience. And then yesterday it came out that he really wanted NFL coaching experience. Well, that knocked out all the coordinators. McCarthy was the guy. You know, just before yesterday, that was what what it was. He was he was telling you he was already hiring McCarthy yesterday morning without mm-hmm. actually saying. Right. What he said he wants NFL coaching experience because who else is out there that has it? McDaniel's you know, Tony, no NFL head coaching experience. McDaniel's you know, has head coaching experience. He, he wanted a lot of it. Uh, you know, he, he wants someone to avoid some of the problems he thinks Garrett had. Right. So it was it was going to be uh, McCarthy. Uh, Tony Dungy was mentioned, but Dungy said it's, that's a young man's game in Dallas, which he's he's right. Probably doesn't fit that either, by the way. You know, so I mean, if you're asking me how I feel as a fan, not the worst move they could have made. Yeah. But hard to be excited. Hard to be excited about it. But the question is going to be. Will McCarthy stand up to Jones? I don't know. Yeah. McCarthy you know might, the bigger is, question want to do is, things his way. The bigger question is, if you're in a dynasty league, why aren't you trying to trade Zeke 
Elliott right now. Get him. Get rid of him. Why? Trade him away. Him and Tony Pollard. <laughs> Want to know why? I'll tell you why. Yeah, horrible. Because McCarthy does not Run well. do well with running yeah. backs. Let's see. In 2018, the Packers Eddie finished Lacey. last in attempts. In, 20, in 2017, they were 27th in attempts. In 2016, they were 29th in attempts. <laughs> it's not like, you know, okay, they didn't have Eddie Lacey anymore, but they had Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and Ty Montgomery. Not a bad trio, as we saw two of those guys do well this year. Mm. And then if you look at Zeke's career, his attempts per game is at 20.88 a game. Um, and never has had a season below 300 attempts. McCarthy, in 13 years, has only had one running back with 300 attempts and only five seasons with a 200-attempt running back. Mm -hmm. The last running back to do it was Eddie Lacy in 2014. Doesn't yeah. bode well for Zeke. Okay, but here's my thing with that. Okay, Eddie Lacy won. Started off, you know, obviously top prospect, big guy coming in, but he fell off real quick. He got fat real quick. <laughs> Um, but then you got, before that, who was it? Uh, Amar, wait, they had two running backs before Evans, that. They had a whole bunch. Yeah, but they were yeah, like middle-of-the-road guys. Amad Green. Yeah, Amad Green. For 13, 13 years, he never had a good running back. Well, he, he should have, first of all, they should have drafted one for him in 13 years. I guess Eddie Lacy was supposed to be that guy, but. Uh, Dak is also not Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. He's better but, than he has been, but he's not a whole Yeah, I can't see McCarthy like doing that here. Like, it's obvious if you're a head coach, like, our, our best player, Zeke, like, you got to run the ball with him. Like, you, can, you can't stray away from that. Uh, you know, I mean, that's what he's there for. So, I'm looking at McCarthy's career with Green Bay. He should have did a lot better with what he had. He had Aaron Rodgers for a lot of those years and uh, only one Super Bowl. So, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't get it either. It's not going to be an innovative offense. We'll see, though. He gets a creative offensive coordinator. All right, we'll be right back. As the football friends. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Football Frenzy, where you can catch us Monday through Friday. Every week, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On the Sports Grid Network, YouTube, Dumo TV Channel 719, Pluto TV Channel 517, Star, iHeartRadio, wherever you guys listen to podcasts or uh, watch the streams. And uh, we break it down. Overreaction Monday. Fancy Taz Jim Day, George Kurtz, and your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra. Uh, yeah, they're running backs. I mean, Green Bay Packers, right? When McCarthy was coaching, like even before, Lacey was like Brandon Jackson. You're talking Ryan Grant. Uh, you know, early days, I guess, was green. Uh, so I feel like he didn't really he'll, have... He'll use Zeke. And I'm not worried about him not using Zeke. Yeah, he, use I the think The question's going to be, is his offense stale? Which is, right. you read some things, apparently he do. He, he do. He does believe in some uh, new age stuff. So maybe he's changed. Maybe that's what convinced Jones. I mean, if he has changed, then it's a great hire. Because he's uh, the best candidate out there. He knows what he's doing here. Right. And one thing we know uh, that you can't blame him for is in Green Bay, they didn't spend money. You know, no free agents came in there. This year they changed it up a little bit once McCarthy's gone. You know, that's something he can, uh, with Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, you know, will spend. So uh, that should be something he can uh, look forward to, too. As, as a Cowboy fan, I'm not thrilled. I would have liked to see the other team go in a different direction. But it, it's not the worst hire Jerry could have done either. Yeah. You know, I, I think McCarthy will have some backbone. I might use a different term here. We'll be a family-friendly show, and I won't say it. Uh, I hope he does. Someone's got someone's to stand up to Jones. You know, and the bottom well, line I mean, the is the time though, is right. Yeah. But the bottom line is I don't think anything changes. Unless Jerry's gone, I just don't see this ever, ever working no matter who he hires here because someone's got to put Jerry in his place. I mean, it's been 25 years, boys and girls. <laughs> There's only one constant during those 25 years. It ain't the coach. It ain't the coordinators. Not the general manager. <laughs> it's the owner. Yep. There you go. And the years they won were the early days with Jimmy Johnson and, you know, Troy Aikman and everything seemed to work right. Jimmy, jo- Jimmy Johnson would tell Jerry, go to hell. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Bill Parcells, when he was when, when he oh, yeah. back from like after a decade of losing, Bill Parcells, go to hell. Get out of here. Right. But, and after that, though, it's been puppet, 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 puppet. Wade puppet. Phillips, puppet, yeah. Wade um, Phillips, a puppet. Jason Garrett, we know, is a puppet. The guys he hired at the Jimmy Johnson. Chan Gailey. Uh, I can't even name all these guys. They, Campo. Puppet, puppet, puppet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Paul Sells was the best. He didn't take nothing from nobody. He was hard-nosed as they come uh, as a head coach. 
I loved it. Yeah, that oh, Jimmy Johnson coach he would have had, way. he let go. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson was also cuffed in the same cloth. But the best head coaches he let get away. Sean Payton, New Orleans. He was on that state with Parcells. Mm-hmm. And Mike Zimmer, same thing. That's why people think they, these guys will, uh, would come back to Dallas. Do you think Zimmer wants to come back to Dallas and deal with Jerry? No. Yeah, he's in Minnesota now. The owner doesn't say boo. And he's doing Same his thing. in New Orleans, right. Why would they want to come back other than the prestige of the Cowboys? They're on good teams. They're in, at least in even situations, probably better. And they don't have to worry about an, an owner that won't keep his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the allure is obviously, yeah, the Cowboys name, you know, America's team. Uh, Perks that come. And the, the other allure is, though, out of all the teams that are on the market for a head coach or that were, uh, Cowboys have the best talent, I think, you know, the most talent. Uh, so there is things to work with. You have oh, youth. Heck yeah. You have, a lot to, you have a lot to work with there. And they're young. They're not old or anything. I mean, you know, so, I mean, you could really make something of the Cowboys. People would die to have that roster. I mean, you know, certain head coaches would now, love to. Listen, have the that. Cowboys should have made the playoffs uh, this yeah. season. They should have. That that was a, that's a joke. They didn't. The talent screaming away. They should have made the playoffs. <laughs> they probably should have been a double digit team uh, win team. 10, 11 wins. I'm not gonna say thirteen. That's that's a great season. I don't know if they should have done that. But ten or eleven. Now, yeah. Ten or eleven is. I, I had them at ten. You know, I thought they'd be the wild card behind Philly, but they certainly should have won that division. I mean, Philly shows you what coaching can do. Well, you could win those games, and they were playing with. I mean, really, they're playing with scrubs. Right. Some players, guys off the street. Hell, they almost won that game yesterday with Josh McCown. Yeah. the Wentz went down. So there you yeah, have that, it. Well, that's, that's coaching. It's ingrained in them to, uh, to, move, you know, to, to do things besides what's uh, happening on the field without talent level. The Cowboys couldn't get past that. They just they couldn't it, go it over that hurdle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, it can't be and, any worse. And, it, it can't be. And I want to bring up another point totally off subject because sure. I think we killed that one. Um, how many people today are, are, are out there screaming, Oh, Wentz, he's just injury prone. Oh, he can't do oh, anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can't keep him. We got to go a different direction. I feel direction. bad for him. The guy got nailed in the freaking head <laughs> into the ground. Yeah. Helmet to helmet. And you're blaming him for having a concussion. Heck, even if even if he wanted to come back in that game and play, you wouldn't the be league allowed wouldn't to. have allowed it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, get off the guy's back. <laughs> yeah, don't get on Wentz for, come on. You got to feel bad for him. <laughs> he tried to play. He gets hurt after four pass attempts. His yeah. first career start in the playoffs, the poor guy. And meanwhile, they have a Super Bowl under his regime. <laughs> no, no poor guy's nobody, unlucky. Nobody feels worse about that happening than he did. Right. Nobody. <laughs> he wanted, he wanted, to wanted play. that game just as much as everybody else. Exactly. Yeah, don't get Eagle on fan, The Eagles aren't there without Carson Wentz. That month, he had a fantastic yeah, exactly month right. December throwing to nobody. He was throwing to nobody. Yep. Uh, I mean, if you want to analyze that from an NFL point of view, uh, you, you can't blame him for the concussion, but you do have to worry that his body may not be made for football. That See, that's is, the one thing. Is he injury about. prone because of that? that? Oh, wait, yes, see, I, 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 if he broke a bone or dislocated a, his collarbone, then I might be a little bit but this more. This is a kind. concussion. A concussion well, is, you know, it's a concussion. Three years. It's a legitimate question. And yeah. you have the back eh. injury, the knee injury, and now the head injury. You know, the head injury, you for a quarterback. In this day and age, you probably don't have to worry about it uh, again. It's not like back in the 70s where you always get killed. Mm-hmm. Think about Roger Starback who retired early because of Steve Young, Troy Aikman. Ron Jawoski. Right. That different game back then. In this day and age, you probably don't have to worry about it as much. Uh, but I think the injury-prone question is a fair question to ask. Once again, third injury in three years. But, hey, we don't even know, as far as this is concerned, would he, if, there was, if there was a week 19, would he play? 
If he would have, then this really didn't even count. He missed a half, a, um, three quarters of a game. Not really a, a complete game. If we're going to find out now he wouldn't have been able to play for a month, six weeks, uh, that's more concerning here. Once again, it goes to the problem. Is his body made for football? Not everyone's is. Yeah. It's a brutal game, and not everybody can handle this. Yeah, yeah. but he made it through 16 weeks, and that's a brutal schedule on anybody, too. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't equate the, the two together for this. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. wrong from yeah. behind. His head slammed into the ground, and you know what? When he got up, he definitely looked like he had his bell rung. Yeah, and we're talking <laughs> um, about so, no, you know, no normal man here. We're talking about clowny, you know, a freak of well, nature, he, crushing your so, skull. Just, you get hit like that, and yeah. you know, even like I said, even if he was able to play, they may not have let him play. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, you can't. I mean, listen, well, I'm going to give him the play. benefit of the doubt in terms of injury-prone label before we do that. Oh, that's what I'm going to say because he did play 16 games this year. Had a, Nice year. With what he was dealt with, it's even better what he did because uh, he has no receivers. And you knew, and to talk about this game, like you knew like once, once was out, like it's just not in the cards for the Eagles. You know what I mean? There comes a point where you get hit with so many injuries and you get so decimated and you're so incomplete that you just can't even do anything anymore. And that's basically what happened here. I mean, Seattle... I mean, they could have fell backwards into winning this game. You know what I mean? Like, the Eagles are kind of, in terms of this game and this year for them, it was kind of unlucky. But, uh, you know, it's part of the game. And, listen, the Seahawks didn't play great, okay? They didn't run the ball well at all, whatsoever, okay? Now we know they're missing their main guys there, all their main guys. Homer, 11 for 12 yards. Marshawn Lynch, 6 for 7 yards and a touchdown. Russell Wilson, nine carries for 45 yards. Russell Wilson had to carry the team on his back, basically. Him and Metcalf. Metcalf showed why Metcalf, what a he's game. a freak. <laughs> a freak. He's going he's gonna to take over that wide receiver one role in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he, the he makings runs, to do he it. He runs a bigger route tree now than Lockett does. And to me, that's amazing because coming in out of the draft, I mean, he looked like a, a, a nine-route guy where he just went. Yeah, But, streams. I mean, he's running some. Great routes now, inside, outside. He's now, learning. I don't know. Yeah, well, he learned fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, a lot of these rookies, I feel like rookies, uh, a, lot of, a lot of them do. I mean, you have a lot of rookies, and shout out to Steve Sadovoy who pointed out that there's, I think, five rookie wide receivers uh, left in the playoffs. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Hollywood Brown. Uh, who am I missing? We're missing some guys here. Uh, I think... Yeah, the Chiefs. You got go Miko Hardman. Go with the, yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what about uh, Terry McLaurin? Debo. You got a lot of good. Yeah. No, no, left in the playoffs. Wide yeah. receiver. Oh, in general, yes. Rookie wide receivers, rookie running backs. I think, uh, you know, you could draft in fantasy drafts, especially. I feel free to draft the best rookie wide receivers and rookie running backs the way you want because they've been panning out, I feel like, for the most part. In the last few years or more, uh, you know, they they go right into the game. If they can learn the scheme quick enough, if it's not, you know, a Bill I, Belichick I'd be scheme. I'd very careful with that statement, by the way, of drafting a rookie wide receiver wherever you want. Not wherever Running you want. Running backs have like, no you know, issue, but I'd be very careful with wide receivers. Because they have to learn. You know, what, there's a lot more for them to. Right. Yeah. They're in the entire route tree and that can move. Just the hot read. They, don't, they can't pick up the hot read and they get their quarterback killed. They're going to find themselves on the bench real quick. Yeah. So uh, running backs I have no issue with. All the running back has to do is be able to hit the hole, pick up the blitz. Right. You can do that. 
Ronald Jones. Be fine. <laughs> I knew you said that, I swear. I thought Ronald Jones when you said pick up the blitz. Because <laughs> he can't, he didn't do that well. Um, but he played better this year. He improved. Um, I think, but yeah, the receivers, uh, they're just, I think they, it takes them a little while to get going. They just got to learn it, get their experience on the belt. Listen, A.J. Brown didn't start off so hot this year. He ended extremely hot. You know, he ended as the number one receiver on this team. So it takes some time with the wide receivers sometimes. So you just got to be careful. But rookie wide receivers tend to go, you know, two or three rounds less than uh, a receiver in their uh, talent pool or whatever. You know, like they'll go a lot worse than you think because the inexperience, obviously. So they'll drop because of that, and you could get them where you want them. You get them at a bargain for the most part, unless you're talking about a super stud, you know, that you know, you know is going to hit right away. Like Nikhil Harry. Oh, I don't know who said he's a super stud. He Everybody went. did when he was drafted. He was supposed to be. A lot of people had had him as their number one wide really? receiver coming out of the draft. He was the most pro ready. Mm-hmm. All of those things, and you know, it, for whatever reason, it just didn't work. Yeah, I don't he's know. Right, but if we remember during the draft, no wide receivers ranked heavily. Harry was just ranked the best. So right. I think there was something to that as well. It's, it's, it, last year was not a strong wide receiver draft. It was the big news of why the Cowboys. Uh, some people were defending him. They made, I, and I thought they made the wrong move at the time with Cooper, but that the, they thought the Cowboys might have made the right move because there was no receiver coming out that the Cowboys could draft at, I don't know, 26, whatever that pick was. That was a sure thing. Yeah. So uh, it was a weak draft. It should be a little stronger this season for those looking. And let's not forget, in this day and age, what's the NFL all about? Throwing the football. Yeah. Everything's about throwing the football. It's not like it was. It's not, but I will say this. So... Bad class, or if you want to call it that, but all, I mean, pretty much all these rookie wide receivers weaker, played well. Weaker class. Weaker so class, yeah. Weak class. There's, there was no, there's no Julio Jones great. standing out, no Michael right. Thomas standing out. No AJ no Jerry Judy. Yeah, so they, that was the thing. But DK Metcalf was like the ninth wide receiver off the board. A lot of people missed that. I mean, this guy had a good he year, fell. not a great year, did, good why year. Did, why did he fall? There was a reason why he fell. It's the route. Time. I think it was the route running. I think it was that. I think it was that he was one dimensional, they thought. You know, uh, that might have been. He, I think it was because he was just a red zone guy. They thought a guy who could throw the ball up in, right. the, uh, in the end zone, but he wasn't going to be able to. Even do though that's not what he did right. in college at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was not a red zone guy in college. They didn't use him, but everybody, you know, thought that's what his role was going to be in the be NFL. Yeah, Seattle, and uh, I, I mean, we should have known a little bit when Russell Wilson came out early in preseason and said, How "I can't it? believe all the negative hype about this guy. He's out here working hard every day. He's learning everything I throw at him." And he's playing great. And that's the thing. He ended up having a really solid season. I think that's the thing, too. Human factor. He works hard. You know, Russell Wilson says he's always studying, doing what he's got to do. And that's something you really can't factor for always going into the season, you know, for a rookie. Uh, But the Seahawks do win 17-9. Same score they won against the Eagles this season in Philadelphia. So, interesting. We'll talk more about this tomorrow. We got the whole week, baby. Divisional coming up. Fantasy Football Frenzy. BFFs are up next. See you next time. Make sure you get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to miss you. Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football Frenzy. I didn't want it to end. I wouldn't do designed runs with Allen in overtime. Run with your running back. Run the ball. Stuff it down your throat. That's your bread and butter. They, I feel like McDermott, the coaching staff, kind of choked when it mattered most. Other guys choked when it mattered most. They played too conservative uh, in the middle of the game there. In the second quarter and third quarter, when they have this do- they're dominating the game, dominating time of possession, dominating on defense, you need one more touchdown there. You can't kick three field goals and make it 16 nothing. make it 20 nothing, and that game's probably put away, George. I thought the biggest problems were uh, definitely at the end of the first half. But you, what you guys are talking about, they took the foot off the gas, whatever. Right. Playing flat Frank Gore. I mean, like, oh, come on. Yeah, what are we you doing? got to win games here. I do not give forgiveness to Josh Allen for being a young quarterback. I think that's ridiculous. Second year in the league. That throwing the ball backwards, uh, whatever he was trying to do while he was going down there was, that's Pop Warner stuff. You don't do that. Yeah. And that, that's, that's silly. There's no excuse for that. I don't care how young you are. You'd be a first year, first game. You don't do crap like that. Yeah, he didn't uh, even look. No, he, I don't know what he was thinking of. I think it was Dawson Knox. Yeah, but that game, that play. that play didn't cost them the game. No, it didn't. Anyway, it you know it lets you know where his mindset was. And he was, was amped, there. I think, after that run. That's, yeah, why. Was, that, that's all the more reason why make him go out on the field in overtime and win you the game when you have a good running back back there. Right. You know, you, he's making stupid decisions at the end of the game. Yep. So put the running back out there and let him do his damage that he's been doing all game. Right. Right. And then they so still had the chance to win. 
And they did blow that call, the refs. I mean, that was a horrible call. Blindside block. I get the, uh, I get the rule. Again, but, I'm not blaming the refs. There's yeah. too many things that Buffalo did wrong right. to blame the refs. We talk about this all year. The refs are bad in every game. Yeah, every game you saw. Every single yeah. game. So get over it. The refs are going to blow calls. They do it all the time. That was a bad time <laughs> to do it, though. That was a bad uh, time. You know what? It. It's always a bad time to do it. It doesn't matter when. If I it hurts one team, it's a bad, bad time. Call. I mean, what? go on and on about the refs. <laughs> like Jim said, you can go on and on about the refs. Every yeah. game, they're going to make bad calls. And once again, if you want to bring out that call, do you Saints. have any doubt? That you could look the other way and see the bad, the calls they either missed or called on Houston that are, are not against Buffalo that should have been called. We go on and on with yeah. this. In that same game, it was definitely pass interference. Now I don't. I would have Push overturned off. it by replay either. Uh, that's pass interference. Yep. I would have. Uh, I would have overturned it either because it, by NFL standards, it wasn't egregious. It was you know a little pushover and it happens, but mm-hmm. it was. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that it was there, but it happens every game, every play, and I don't want this to come down to where. Yeah, I think now we're looking for it. We're looking for the excuse now. Oh, it's the ref's fault. It probably is, but that's probably been going on forever. You know, I, I get the terrible call that's missed, but not this little itty bitty call. I'm not. I'm not going at that. And I don't care about the blindside hit. Get through it. You should have. You had a 16 nothing lead. You should have put yes. the team away. They were playing crap. You didn't. That's the, the fact coaching, of the matter. You're right. I the coaching the entire weekend was horrific in quite a few games. Mainly clock management, as far as that. It's like no coach has any clue how to work clock. Minnesota management. did Our well. It's a disaster. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.